It was party time on Saturday as the Swans blasted the Saints with a nine-goal first term and ran out 71-point winners in the annual Pride game. This is True Bloods, the number one Sydney Swans fan podcast. And today on the show, we'll be discussing our review of Saturday night's crushing of St Kilda. The preview of the next game this Friday night, an absolutely massive game against the top of the table, West Coast Eagles, and of course, everything else Sydney Swans. My name is Tom Flanagan, and I'm joined tonight in the Podular Media Studio, as always, by Madison Clark, and once again, Benny Fryzer. How are we, fellas? What yep. a thrashing. What a thrashing. Still not 100% satisfied, but uh, look, 70, 70 points, been a bit picky, but uh, yeah, I think we'll go into it a bit more. And such was the groundswell of support for Ben Fryzer that he just demanded uh, a right, second go at it. Back for another sesh. Right, no, no, keeping me away, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> Stuck. That was a good win. Good win. Well, do you know what? Good first quarter. Solid yep. first quarter. Oh, and do you know what? Sometimes that's all you need, Benny. True. I mean, we were, was it, nine goals to nothing. The game was over by quarter time. However, I thought we were just okay after that. We weren't terrible. We weren't great. We just sort of cruised. Whether we sort of thought, look, we're 10 goals up, we don't need really much more, or we were just average, I'd... I'd Probably say the latter, to be honest. Well, but uh, that's yeah. it. That that's the concern out of the game. We probably could have smashed them by twenty goals had we gone full steam for the, for the last three quarters. Points. Should have been hundred points. But you weigh that up against. Do you conserve the batteries for West Coast this week? It's a massive game. We already had that game won at quarter time. Didn't really need to throw the kitchen sink at it mm. um, and and risk injuries or or something happening uh, to any of our key players heading into what is a massive game against the Eagles, but it was our highest ever first quarter score against the Saints, 9-1-55. Unbelievable. And the biggest lead we've ever had against St Kilda at a quarter time break. And overall, the Sydney Swans, 19-12-126, defeated St Kilda 7-13-55 in front of 27,569 fans in the annual Pride game. And as you boys just touched on there, blistering start. That first quarter, we Mm. hit it 100 miles an hour, full head of steam, just smashed them. Big sinkers uh, thrashed Hickey in the ruck. Oh, you would have been yeah. very excited about that performance, Tommy. Loved that. Uh, big bud. He's back to his best. He had a couple of weeks off of about a month ago, and now he's just warming back into the middle part of the season, looking real good with those four goals. Could have kicked eight. Could have kicked eight. He could, yeah. 4-4 four, four for the day. But just he's, he's marking around the ground. We, I think in back in his Hawthorne days and his probably his early days at the Swans would be... Uh, critiquing Bud, saying that's probably the one knock in his game that he probably yeah. doesn't get it, get marks. enough marks around yeah. the ground. But He does it week in, week out now. Yeah, It's 12 yeah. on the weekend, let all comers on the ground. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, there, there were situations where he was one out and you just know that even if the ball's above his head, he's probably going yeah. to win that contest, which yeah. is a really, really good sign. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, Bud and Chief combined for seven goals. They're always going to be a bit of a handful for their inexperienced and undersized Saints defence. They, well, Nathan Brown going down in the second quarter didn't help them either, but the, uh. from the outset on paper, they never looked like much of a side that were going to be able to stop us if we're at full power. No, I think um, I think it was a bit of both us being very good in the first quarter and them being very poor. Oh, disgusting. Very wasn't it? poor. It, it was... Um, yeah, it was getting a bit silly, actually. You know, as the commentator saying, just it's just goal after goal, and it's just. I mean, for us, it's pretty good, but for the neutral fan, fan, I could imagine it would have been a pretty horrible match. How's uh, how's this? So this is just an insight into my my life. So my father is a, a bloods man as well. So I was actually at an event 
uh, in the Docklands, but I wasn't at Etihad Stadium. I was seeing Patrick Nearby. Topping DJ uh, over at Shed 14 in the Docklands. Good gig. So... I, it was it was large. It was good. Yeah. Probably why I probably won't be giving a hundred and ten percent tonight, Tommy. But that's <laughs> that's all right. That's neither here nor there. But my father, luckily, was uh, texting me um, and giving me little updates. I didn't want to be that guy sort of sitting in the corner with the Foxtel app going. <laughs> um, not ideal. And uh, so he said, seven forty-seven. He said, mutilation. Eight goals to zip. I was very happy with that. And then 8.22, now we can barely touch it. We suck. <laughs> so... No, I think that's a good representation of it. Like, it's sort of... It seemed yeah, like, like it. We were, yeah, it's just a first quarter absolute pasting and then... Do you think we just took the, the foot off the pedal though, Tommy? Yeah, 100%. I, I think they... Probably identified, maybe not a quarter time, but I would say definitely at halftime uh, at the latest, they would have gone into a bit of conservation mode, knowing that we've got a massive game um, and West Coast have had the bye, so it's a short turnaround for us. It's a six-day break that we've got, whereas they've got, uh, I'd say, close to 14-day break since their last game. So just getting some extra power into the batteries for that big game uh, probably didn't need to take it 100% in that second half because well, we already had the 70-point lead. That's it. I, I said last week, I just want a four-quarter effort. Now, obviously, this, again, probably wasn't a four-quarter effort, but I was saying to Benny on the way here, if I'm going to take a four-quarter effort against St Kilda or West Coast, it's it's obviously going to be West Coast. Exactly so. right. We did lose the last quarter. Exactly. Having said all that we did, which is a bit disappointing, but I guess you can sort of give out a few concessions with that with the West Coast game coming up. Yeah, that, I mean, you can probably take that last quarter with a grain of salt, knowing that there's a big four quarters to come up this week on, on Friday night. It's going to be a massive game. We'll cover that a little bit later. But we've spoken earlier in the year about Cadinia Park being our second home, but what about Eddie Had? That'd be bloody Eddie Had, wouldn't it? Won yeah. 14 of our past 15 games at the Docklands. Yeah. That's an outstanding stat. That is Absolutely sensational. Again, I was I was talking to Benny as well about how, you know, obviously grounds in the AFL very different size. They have they have a lot a um, lot of variables, and these size grounds like Eddie Had and Cadinia just seem to be really suiting our style. Even even Optus Stadium in round one when we were there, it suited the way we play. Mm. So it'll be interesting to go against. Um, West Coast in Sydney and see how we go because we we've been bloody phenomenal it's, at uh, Etihad. It's no longer our fortress, the SCG. <laughs> I, think, uh, I think over the years it's uh, you know we've barely lost there. And what have we lost? Four, four this year at the SCG. Or uh, three, three this year. We only lost three: um, Adelaide, Port, and North, all, yes. all at the SCG. All yeah, yep, yep. And, and nine and three, uh, just. We talked about it last week, but the sleeping giant we are, just motoring along, creeping up into third place, nine wins, three losses. Once again, another Monday night, another yeah. bunch of shows focused on Collingwood winning, <laughs> Melbourne losing, and Geelong beating North, but no mention of the Swannies, but nope. that's, that's just how we like it. Well, just, that's fine with us. That's why we're here, Tommy. <laughs> we're going to talk about the Swannies. That's all right. If you're a St Kilda supporter on Saturday night, you would be pretty disgusted with that first 20 minutes there. Uh, I think it was 
eight of the Saints that registered two disposals or less in that first quarter. They were just lackadaisical, weren't they? Yeah. They not, were, no not intensity getting in, at all. Not they getting were, into they position. They were witches' hats. They were absolute witches' hats. And I expect Richardson to be in a bit of trouble. Bother, bother. Well, yeah. because the way I looked at it, it was an issue with coaching. Because they they, they didn't have a game plan at all. They, they weren't dropped. They, there was that kick from Gary Rowan to Buddy, to Buddy where there, there were more holes than yeah. Swiss cheese yeah. in that defence. 40 metres in front of Buddy, just clear space for him to run into. No one plugging the hole, nothing. And there was one uh, we were moving down the outer flank and got it inside forward 50 with just uncontested ball after uncontested ball. We had time to fumble it yeah. two or three times and yeah. still able to get the ball back. Yeah. Kennedy, to Kennedy to butchered a kick inside 50. Exactly. And, Went straight to the... Yeah, yeah and they were still able to mop up. And that Zach Jones yeah. marked it essentially 45 metres out, realised there was no one near him and slotted it. It was, yeah, pretty embarrassing for a Tabea Saints supporter think, at that particular uh, point in time. You'd probably give a tick to Seb Ross, tick to Luke Dunstan, but the rest of them... Yeah. And the Ruckman, who's at battle? Battle was... was it? But, uh, yeah, Battle gave yeah, it a crack. I think he gave it a crack for his... Yep. I think it was his second game, so yeah. I think he played pretty Kicked well. Kicked a couple. But, yeah, I think Nick Rewalt said today about his former team that, uh, you know, he can't see a game plan and... Yeah, that's from a what former a, legend saying that. That's uh, quite problematic, yeah, Benny. It's worrying. Well, they've got the Gold Coast next week, and gee, if they go down there, it, it's not looking good for Alan Richardson. But that, the game plan they had last year, this isn't about the Swans, this is about the Saints. We'll focus on them for just a second. Their game plan last year was fully revolving around pressure, uh, making sure that there was a manic intensity around the contest. Without that, there is no resemblance of a game plan. Yeah. No. Yeah. And you're missing two... Very important cogs in Montagna and Rewalt. Yeah, <laughs> and it, it, you've, you've yeah. just never seen. Obviously, it was so heavily hinged on on those two players. Yeah. <laughs> I think bit, they, where's their sort of A graders? Yeah, Correct. where's their yeah. sort of elite players? They don't really have any. They've got you know, you know, the players that are you know decent now. They're decent now. It's Stephen and, and the like. But exactly, you look at other no sides in the comp, even down the bottom of the ladder. You look at Carlton, and they've still got Cripps. They've still got Cruiser. Yeah. They've still got Murphy yeah. and Doherty. You look at yeah. uh, the Western Bulldogs, for example. They've still got Bontempelli. They've still got Jack yeah. McRae. Yeah. Yeah. Sides down the bottom of the ladder. Brisbane, they've got Beams. They've got Zorko. Yeah, elite quality elite players. Real yeah. quality elite players. St Kilda's best player is Jack Stephen, and he got held to thirteen touches on the weekend by one George Hewitt. Yeah. Oh, your man. Man, five Tommy. scalps in a row, fellas. Five, five or six. Yeah. He's, he's on a run, isn't he? Actually, we, yeah, that should be a segment. Let's do scalp watch for Georgie, <laughs> Georgie Hewitt. I'm very happy with George. So selfless once again, playing that that team role, but still made an impact going forward. Nineteen disposals, five clearances. That's what we. So good, so rare to be able to do that. Yeah, play play both ends. That's fantastic. And again, that constant pressure from the likes of Ronk, six tackles, 17 pressure acts. Papley, two tackles, 13 pressure acts, two goals. Haywood, four tackles, 12 pressure acts, two goals. And Rowan, two tackles, 13 pressure acts, two goals. Really important. Loved Gaz's running goal as a sight to behold. Yeah, yeah. Took yep. it on, just burnt multiple Saints before that trademark Gary Rowan finish. Yep. And it was one of the three nominations for round 12 goal of the year. So jump on the AFL website and vote for Gary. Yep. Yeah, chuck him a vote by all means. Uh, and Gaz, back in reasonable nick as yeah. well. It's good, good to yeah. see him coming into some, some good form. Well, as we, we've always said, you don't need much from Gaza, but you just need yeah. him to... The pressure. You just need the pressure. You need the, 
this, the run and you need him to hit the scoreboard a couple of times and you're happy with that yeah. from Gary Rowan. And good to see him travelling again as well. Yeah, so that is That's, that's that the is main thing. That's yeah. the main thing. Agreed. Obviously, you know, again, I don't want to harp on about it, but the culture of the place, it, it must be real <laughs> what they talk about because pretty pretty hard to come back from something like that and it seems like he's... Uh, been gotten around by the boys, which is fantastic. Mm, absolutely. Uh, another superstar on the weekend. I think we must touch on. He might feature in the votes, but I thought we better touch on him uh, first, even before we get into the votes, because he's that good. Uh, Ollie Florent has to be favourite for the Rising Star. Surely has to be. Surely. I actually had him. I think I had him as my best on on the weekend. Yep. I he was his unreal. Dash was great. Great. Yep. His development. What did he have? He had twenty-seven, I think. Yep. Is that career high? That would have to be close to career high. I think it yeah. is career high. Yeah. yeah. That's enormous. You look at the other contenders around the comp, Riley Bonner from Port Adelaide, Alex Witherden from Brisbane, Jake Waterman over at the West Coast. They'd all be contenders. The main one, the main challenge is probably Jaden Stevenson yeah, at the Pies, who's, who's had a really good mm-hmm. uh, start to his career. But Ollie has been a class above the opposition nearly every week this year. And again, on the weekend, unreal, as we just said. Great all-round game, 27 disposals, four clearances, six score involvement, six intercepts. So very all-round there, very balanced um, and his confidence at AFL level, it's just soared um, yeah. into the stratosphere this year. And that composure in traffic and, and just uh, silk, it, it's been at an elite standard. He's playing like a seasoned veteran. It's a bit like Jared McVeigh, I think. Yeah. With, with more leg speed. Definitely. Um, He's a young champ in the making. With more leg speed, so I think, yeah. I'm so glad we got him because we needed some leg speed. And yeah, hopefully he fills that gap. Absolutely loving the work of Ollie Florent and that probably... Uh, ties into our, our votes and, and the one vote this week against St Kilda, the round 12 match, is that man that we just spoke of, Ollie Florent. So that, what more can you say about him? I mean, he's just playing consistent football and he, uh, you say he'd, he'd be hard pressed not to be the favourite for the rising star and if he keeps up this consistency, I think that's the key because so many of those young players can sort of drop in and drop mm. out of form, but he's so far been very consistent. So if he can keep that up, I'd say he's very, very much in the mix. Um, but two votes. Two votes. My man, JPK. JPK, your man. Love his work. 31 disposals, 13 contested, 16 pressure acts, 6 clearances, 5 tackles, 333 metres gained, 11... 11 score involvements and a goal. So that's a big game. Solid For game. two votes, geez, that's a bit stiff how yeah. big that game is. Yeah, big game. I don't think it was watching him, and you know, I probably watched him as close as anyone since he's my favourite player, but um, <laughs> it didn't, probably wasn't as sort of obvious um, in, the, in the crunch as he usually is, but uh, still, massive numbers. So well done, JPK. And uh, for the three votes, I think we'll have to just chuck on the uh, standard cold shower for yeah. Mr. Flanagan. Yeah, the big chief once again. Uh, another couple of votes, or well, three votes this time for Callum Sinclair. Three goals, uh, three big goals in the first half to absolutely tear up St. Kilda. He was clunking him. Uh, he was dominating the ruck. Absolutely tailed up Tom Hickey. Gave him an absolute bath. And, yep. um, but by the end of the game, Tom Hickey looked disinterested and wanted to get mm. out of there. Cal mm. um, dominated him that much. as 14 disposals, eight of those contested, 29 hitouts, 15 pressure acts, three clearances, three tackles, four marks, one contested, eight score involvements, and three goals for the big chief. Oh, numbers for a ruckman. Yeah. He's been getting those consistently lately, though. That's, I mean, just oh, yeah. those, the I'll, amount of disposals 
and the clearances. And I the love tackles. how he gets his own clearances. Yeah, yeah. it's great for a ruckman. It's yeah. pretty good. It's really good. I, I would see people talk about Gorn and Grundy all day long. How you cannot have Sinclair in the mix? He's got to be in the conversation this year. Oh, I think <laughs> no today, doubt. I mean, I don't always agree with Kane Corns, but he had Sinclair as his team of, in, as the ruckman for team of the week. Yep. So, well, um, I think how could you not? Good observation there, Good Kane. We like that. Yeah. He's, he's, he's a funny man, Kane, isn't he? Maybe he was just doing that to piss Melbourne and Collingwood supporters off. <laughs> but uh, we like it. Now, the four votes. Back in form. Back on the park. Week to week. Budwar. The big fella. 18 disposals. Four contested. 12 marks. 12 yeah, marks. 12 marks. That's big huge. That's effort. huge. And it says two contested here, but that's... Half the reason is probably because he gets rid of them so early that they become uncontested yeah. marks. So very, very handy there from the Budoir. 11 pressure acts, 13 score involvements, 5, 552 metres gained, and four goals. Could have been eight. And how about his field kicking? I think he was dancing around the 50. and Electric. Just... When he goes up the ground, I reckon we look so much better. Yeah. We look so much less yeah. restricted yeah. Yeah. Um, going forward when yeah. he's up the ground and getting involved in the midfield passages. Yeah, yep. absolutely. 552 metres gained is testament to that. Huge, huge. And our True Bloods, best on ground. Player of the week, as voted by the True Bloods faithful on the True Bloods Facebook page. <laughs> Mr. Isaac Heaney. 27 disposals, 13 contested, 24 pressure acts, ladies and gentlemen. Third, uh, where are we up to? 13 <laughs> scoring, score involvement, 6 clearances, 5 tackles, 5 intercepts, 8 marks, nearly 400 metres gained, and a goal. That's uh, pretty well-rounded, Tommy. Very well-rounded. and we, yeah, we, That's the word that we've been using for Isaac Comprehensive. All-rounder, yeah. and it... On the defensive end, those five tackles, five intercepts mm. is unreal. The 13 score involvements uh, going forward, the pressure around the ball, six clearances, 24 pressure acts, mm. is that's that's just huge. And, you know, it hits the scoreboard again. Consistent Andy. again. And Consistency is key. And yeah. he's running away with another five votes. He's, he's uh, blitzing this comp. Now, Isaac Keeney with a 12-vote lead. He moves to 34 votes as the leader. Uh, Sinclair and Franklin in equal second uh, with 22 votes. Kennedy outright fourth with 21. Then Parker McVeigh, Lloyd, Rampy, Haywood, Grundy, Hewitt, Ronk, Florent, Jones, Mills and Smith. Can I just say, I'm going to read out a few other stats here. 29 disposals, 584 metres gained at 86% efficiency Lloyd Lloyd <laughs> stiff very didn't, stiff didn't Lloyd. get a uh, didn't get a single vote how about this man 25 disposals 11 contested yeah, 18 pressure acts 10 score involvements 402 metres gained and 2 goals bloody hell I couldn't thought, sneak in I thought a quarter time or maybe even half time he was best on ground uh, I think the others took over but yeah his first half was pretty impressive um, father time Johnny yeah. Farnham, another great yep. game for 20, Macca. 25, 445 metres gained, 88% disposal that efficiency. slick disposal efficiency. So, yeah, look, again, a well-rounded effort. And if we can have a, an effort that is similar against West Coast, Benny, I think it's going to be a good night. I think it will be as well. I don't have Jack Dowling as well. And he's been great this year. And he has. He's been... I'm, I'm, I'll put my hand up and say I'm the biggest critic yeah. of the man. 
But well, he's been really good. You never like seeing injuries, but the timing of that one in particular is not bad for us not coinciding bad, no. with this West Coast game because he's really been happy unreal that. Nick. Yeah. Well, just before we go to our first break here on True Bloods, it's worth noting that Robert John Skilton, OAM, the great Bobby Skilton, was awarded the Order of Australia Medal on the Queen's birthday, and any accolades for the great Bobby Skilton are thoroughly deserved. He's an absolute legend. How fantastic. I couldn't have been happier when I woke up to that news, um, and, and I reckon he would have been thrilled, and he's such a humble human being yeah. um, and such a servant the heart and soul football club heart and soul of the bloods I was yeah. right in, in the uh, Swans great, um, greatest Swans so what is he is he still in there yet oh, well that, that comp is the uh, past 25 years but I oh, dare yes, say if it yes. was an all-timer Skills would be winning right. it oh yeah. yes Skills would be winning it he is the goat he's the greatest Swanny but look let's go to a break I'll try and get my head together and uh, make <laughs> something out of this podcast this is True Bloods You're listening to True Bloods, the number one independent Sydney Swans fan podcast. Welcome back to True Bloods. Now, in our second segment, we always like to do a little bit of social interaction. And one of the things that we love to do on our Facebook page every week is the greatest one of the past 25 years competition. It's been running for a little while now, and we are deep into the comp now. It's the uh, third quarter final. it was last week, and it was Goodsy taking on Rock, and it was Goods. 417 votes, as expected, 89% of the vote. Defeating O'Keefe, 51 votes, 11% of the vote. Unfortunate for Rock, but Goodsy is is the great man. He was never going to be beaten. But Pebbles, take nothing away from Pebbles. Yep, Ryan O'Keefe, 286 games, 261 goals, All-Australian 2006. Bob Skilton, medal 2009, two-time Premiership player 2005 and 2012. And, of course, Norm Smith medalist in 2012, the only South Melbourne slash Sydney Swans, Norm Smith medalist, eliminated by Adam Goods, 372 games, 464 goals. AFL Rising Star, 99, three-time Swans leading goal kicker, 2009, 2010, 2011. Three-time Bob Skilton medalist, 03, 06, 2011. Indigenous Team of the Century member, four-time All-Australian, two-time Brownlow medalist, 03 and 06. Two-time Premiership player, 2005, and Premiership captain in 2012. Yes, my all-time favourite swan, so, yeah, bad luck to Ryan O'Keefe, but I think we all knew which way it was going. I watch his highlights almost weekly. Goodsy? Yes. Oh, how, how could you not? Oh. It, it is unlike anything else. Cometh the moment, cometh the champion. Oh, 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 oh. Make that your ringtone. Some yeah. of Bruce's finest, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, it's brilliant from Brucey. He called that whole grand final really well. Yeah, he did, actually. Uh, So Adam Goods, Paul Kelly, and Michael O'Loughlin all through to the semis. So who will it be to join them? The last spot in the semifinals is up for grabs. And this week's battle, the final quarterfinal, quarterfinal four, Macca taking on Plugger. Oh, (laughs) jeez. Oh, father time. Other times, got a your the road, rough end of the draw. Your road ends here. I think so. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Now, Tommy, there's been a bit of chatter recently. There has. And, and do you know what? People are very unhappy. I've, I've copped it at work today. How have you got room in your salary cap to get Jeremy <laughs> McGovern? Uh, 
Yeah, it's a bit silly. Uh, yeah. Would they well, forget? You don't understand football, for one. Um, but well, we don't have Kurt Tippett. Yeah, short books. memories. At the end of the season, yeah. 800k a year gone. Yep. And we would probably expect McVeigh as well and, and possibly Grundy. Grundy. So that's three. That's a bit of salary cap space to yes. bring in a superstar of the competition. Yep. And the, one, the question that we did pose, as you may have gathered uh, of what we were just saying, should we go hard at restricted free agent Jeremy McGovern at the end of the year? And there were plenty of responses on the social. Atticus Saunders, only as a replacement for Reg if he retires at the end of the season, but hard to see that happening with the intercept King Grundy in arguably career-best form. In saying that, McGovern would be a ready-made replacement, and he's got ties to the club with his dad being a former Swan. Indeed. Indeed, very uh, switched-on response from Atticus Saunders there. Um, Dean Bowen, going to keep this very, very simple, Tommy. Throw everything at him. (laughs) Short and sharp. Short and sharp. It gets to the point, Ben. Um, I like it. But he's got, I mean, our back six, we've touted them all year. They are ageing. Well, well half, are, of, they, half of them they are. are. Yeah, they are. Half of them are aging. Yes, and Jeremy has just got so much upside. Yes. He's, on, he's only 26, yes. and with, with our list profile the way it is, we're contending at the moment, of course, and yeah, he would just be a very nice welcome addition to the back six. We do, if we don't want to go for him, it's all right. We've got Milliken, we've got a Lear in reserve, so we do have that defensive cover if Grundy were to pull the, pull the mm. pin at the end of the year, but... Gee, it'd be handy to have McGovern come across. Benny, have you got one? Well, speaking of Melikin, Daniel Hill has said, has everybody forgot about him? Perfect replacement for Grundy. And also, don't forget, we need to secure Blakey. So we need to keep enough currency in terms of draft picks to secure him. If somehow we can secure Blakey and McGovern, then absolutely go for it, of course. Much better than Darcy Moore. Well, that's spot on. I still don't really think we need Darcy Moore. Is he another injury-prone pl- yeah. player like Reed? Correct. Of the Reed mould? He's, he's not a player that I want to be offering 550, 600k no. to. No, we, no. We, we tried that with Tippett. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need that again. <laughs> no. So, yeah. Um, it just has danger written all over it as far as I'm concerned. I but agree. you would put a Tippett-style salary in front of McGovern. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because yes. he's that good. Yes. Yeah. Two-time All-Australian, yeah. centre-half back. And we've got to contend with him this weekend. We'll get to him in we, the preview. I just want to point out Tommy's <laughs> Photoshop skills. Well. Oh, yes. <laughs> how, yes. How, how long did that take you, Tom? <laughs> a good eight seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Thought you'd be working on it all afternoon. <laughs> Very good stuff. Now, Tommy. Yes, Matt. My brainchild. Oh. Have you, um, Is it that time again? Just, just in between Photoshop sessions, did you manage to just pick an obscure swan for us? Oh, I found one, and I reckon he's pretty obscure. I reckon I've gone all right on the obscurity scale. Well, that's us stuffed, Benny. D- so didn't let's even need Wikipedia as well. Just <laughs> racked that encyclopedia brain of his. <laughs> all right. What's he got? All right, let's get obscure, boys. This man, our obscure swan of the night, was recruited from West Adelaide in the Sandful. He was selected with pick 29 in the 2003 AFL draft. Spent two seasons in the reserves before his debut in 2006. Played two games in that debut year and then continued his improvement in 2007, playing 14 senior games. His playing size 
was 180 centimetres and 84 kilos, and he was a talented inside midfielder. Sadly, he suffered a succession of injuries and announced his retirement at the end of the 2009 season. So he played a total of 17 games for the Bloods and booted 12 goals. Any ideas? So he was from West Adelaide. From West Adelaide. 29. Pick 29. So when did he play 14 games again? So it was 2007 that he played 14 very solid games before succumbing to injury, which was in the end the end of him. Jeez. I feel like this is one. I that feel we like we know. should. We should know this. If you played fourteen games in a and season and a talented inside mid. Oh God! Need any more clues here? Yeah. Yes. All right. He is currently the head coach of GWS in the AFLW competition. Oh my God! I was going to well, say Leon you? Cameron never played <laughs> yeah. first, Tommy. You've buckled this. Um, geez. I don't know. I'm, I don't know. Here's another another clue. He had blonde hair. <laughs> oh, that's half our team, man. <laughs> uh, I feel like this is one we definitely Yeah, I feel getting. like I'm going to... Uh, yeah, he wore number 36 that doesn't in his help. time at the Swans. Yes, it does. It is Tommy Walsh. It's not Tommy Damn Walsh. Damn it! Final clue. Final clue before I reveal... He gets around the posts on the True Bloods Instagram page. Gives us a few likes on the Instagram page. Shit! Oh, you see, you give him a bit of a um, bit of a call out, eh? <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned him to me the other night, and I just don't remember. Just put us out no, of our mystery. Uh, this week's obscure swan is Tim Schmidt. Yeah, uh, Timmy Schmidt. Yeah, and he yeah. was a talented little inside midfielder. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Schmitty, yep. What what injuries did he have? I uh, had multiple injuries. I couldn't quite tell you exactly what they were. <laughs> <laughs> multiple injuries. You're a fraud, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, On that note, I reckon we should probably uh, jump into our next break. And after this, we'll come back with the preview of round 13 against the West Coast Eagles on Friday night here on True Bloods. You're listening to True Bloods, the number one independent Sydney Swans fan podcast. Welcome back to True Bloods. Now it's a massive game coming up. Huge. This Friday night, top of the table, West Coast Eagles against the mighty Sydney Swans sitting in third place on the ladder. We've beaten the West Coast Eagles the last six times we played them at the SCG. So have a good record on our deck against this side. But they are a mighty side this year, the Eagles. I think we'll find this will be another story. They've, I think this year they've been the best they've been for at least three or four years. They've probably, they've probably been the best they've been since 06. Realistically. Yeah. Realistically. Or their grand final year against West Coast. I mean, against uh, Hawks. I think they're a better yeah. side now than they were that year. They, yeah. were, they were uncompetitive in that grand yeah, final. They were. They, they've yeah. got a lot more experience now. Yeah, which, well, those players the difference. Those yeah. players who played in that game in 2015 against the Hawks, that grand final, the Nat Nui's and the Shuey's and the Gaffs and the Hearns and the Yo's and the McGovern's, they all mm. played in that game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're a lot better now. 
than they were Agreed. four years ago. Absolutely. Mm. Well, three look, years ago, Richmond and West Coast was probably the biggest game of the year so far. Mm-hmm. This would be a very, very, very close second. Um, again, people aren't talking about us in premiership contention. That's, and right. that's, that's fine. All right. That's fine. It's something we're very used to. But we can really, again, make, make a, a statement. statement. Hopefully this time we don't require Bud having to kick eight to get us over the line like last time. Hopefully that Haywood and Ronk and Papley and Rowan and Sinclair and Heaney and Kennedy and Parker can all hit the scoreboard well, early. That's, that's we'll it. Need, we'll, we'll, I think we'll need them to uh, do that if we're going to get over the line. I, I think West Coast are too good just to uh, let one player again win the game off their own boot. But us. I, I want to see us being smart about it because it it pains me, Tommy, whenever I see Buddy getting double or triple teamed, we need to be smarter. We need to lower our eyes because there are guys with no one on them. Mm. Is it a case of get Buddy up the ground or get Buddy deeper, close to goal? No, I would get him up the ground. Up the ground. I want him hitting Hewitt and Ronk on the chest. Yeah. And remember, this bloke can kick from 60 out, 70 out. Yeah, he doesn't need to be close uh, to goal. It's that's that's the thing. I mean, he had he kicked eight goals against West Coast because he was just in wide open space yep. and he was in scintillating form. Okay. You're not going to get that wide open space on the not SCG. Not the SCG, no. Um, and with the way teams are playing us at the SCG, there's just guys everywhere. So the more we can clear it out and give guys like I can see Haywood having a huge mm. game against mm. West Coast. To be honest. Give him a bit of room. Let him take a few contested marks. Well, yeah. they don't probably have an ideal matchup for Will, do they? No, no, uh, they don't. This bloke can jump. He can jump and clunk him. So, uh, yeah. If we do a little bit of opposition analysis, I, I think what's absolutely vital going to this game is being aware of the likes of Yo, Hearn, and McGovern yep. off halfback. That's where the Eagles can really Gaff. hurt us. Gaff as well. Yeah. Gaff, yeah, Gaff. If he gets too much of it, can be really damaging. But if any of those. Three I mentioned, Yo, Hearn and McGovern. If they have 20-plus disposals, we're in a bit of trouble. Yo, um, averaging six tackles per game and is always such a precise ball user and he's difficult to deal with in the air. Hearn kicking at 87.3% this year mm. across all games, which is a ridiculous kicking efficiency. McGovern averaging three contested marks per game, which mm. is he's the leader. Why we the want comp. him. That's why we comp. want him. Tommy, what would you have George Hewitt do? Well, it's, I'll go back to the Adelaide game and look at the Laird-Seedsman combo having 60 disposals yes. off half-back and Doday taking 11 marks off Can't half-back Can't have that line. happen. No. no, and I think it probably goes to Shuey or Gaff at the start, but if it starts happening that their half-back line is getting on top, maybe you do send him to Hearn or Yo. Yep. Uh, Hewitt goes to that half-forward role and locks down on one of those guys. Mm. Uh, what I really want to see is McCartan competing against McGovern. I reckon that defensive role, defensive forward role, key forward, really suits McCartan. And yep. I think if he's on McGovern, that's a perfect matchup for us. Like If he can just negate McGovern's intercept marking, just yep. bring the ball All around, to bring it that to goes ground. a long way to us well, got getting up. Speedy players, you know, Papley, Ronke around the ball. We just need him to get it, bring him to ground. Well, that's that's the thing, and we know that Tom McCartan can do that. That's yep. what he's showed in games, even when he's been quite quiet. He's shown that he can 
at least get in really good positions and half the contest. I don't care if he doesn't kick a goal, doesn't yeah. take a mark, doesn't yeah. get a touch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if he doesn't allow McGovern to take any yeah. contested marks or yeah. no intercepts, peel off an intercept, exactly right. One yeah. of my pet hates is us not having a contest. Yeah. Bombing yeah. it into big loopy bombs into the forward 50 and letting a player take it. Yep. Kills us. Yep. Yeah. That instruction for McCartan, I reckon if we if he can get into that zone and halt McGovern's great form that he's had all year, uh, that's going to go a long way to us winning the contest. Um, Sinkers v. Nick Natten lost. Yeah, yeah, huge. Yet another massive task mm. for Cal. But so I've got a question for you here. So that's a huge task. That's probably it's the biggest, the biggest task. Yeah. He's had, especially just because I know um, Sinkers is in incredible form and he's probably the fittest he's ever been just from looking at him the man is yeah. a, an absolute beast but Nick Nat is is fitter and then he's got Lysa to chop him out what do we do do we just go in with Sinclair as well yeah I, I think we do because unlike any other Ruckman in the comp going up against Nick, Nick Nat and Lysa Sinkers knows exactly how they go about it he does he was yeah. over in the west yep. Coxie knows exactly how they go about it. And actually, touching on Coxie, I probably haven't um, mentioned him throughout... The, we haven't mentioned him throughout the year enough. Got to give him some props. Cal's yeah. uh, improvement this year, I think a fair bit of that... You know, Dean Cox being there at the club has has added a lot to, to Cal's game this year. a shadow of a doubt. I think the commentators yeah. touched on that on the weekend, actually. I think that's, you know, he's probably, probably one of the best ruckmen ever. And now he's our ruck coach, and it's no coincidence that now Cal Sinclair is... And Cal performed really well in yeah. round one against the two of them. I thought he really broke well. even. And yep. if he can just do that again, just break even, that'll be a win for us. Because our midfield's deeper than them. Kennedy, Parker, Hewitt, Heaney, Hannabry, Jones, Florent versus Gaff, Shuey, Red and Sheed, Marston, Jetta. Yep. Their, their midfield's all right. Yep. Uh, Gaff and Shuey, if they get away, are really dangerous. But I think the depth of our midfield can overpower yeah. them. But it's just about sinkers breaking even. I really them. see this as just another opportunity for Chief to stake his claim as one of the premier ruckmen. Yeah, I think it'd also be probably a bit bit of a tough ass trying to bring, say, that's um, baptism say, by fire. Yeah, someone else, Darcy in, Cameron, Cameron yeah. in yeah. and say, hey, he's uh, Nick Nutt. Yeah, it's yeah. not the week for that. Uh, yeah, um, Jack. I've, I do have another question for you, Benny. What is it? We've got Kieran Jack being managed last week. Yes. Do we bring him back in? Well, you made a good point before. You said that we're very quick at the moment, and we are. And probably our fringe player in that regard is Dan Robinson, I'd say. Yes. Yes, I think if... What are you doing? If anyone was to make way, it probably would be Robinson. What would I do? I would. Give, I would tend no. I tend to say Robinson stays in. Give Robo no run because no they as far as I'm they have some sort of quick outside yep. gaff, and I just don't think Jack can keep up. Do, do you know what? It's going to be a really tough, hard fought game, and yes. there's going to be some tired legs in the final quarter. Yes, Ronk coming into the side has made things tough for Kieran because yep. yes. that, that Kieran's he's got speed pressure. That yeah, he's got he's got the pace and he's got yep. the goal sense and. Kieran does bring that great pressure and intensity to the and contest, but he Bronk effectively is sitting in the spot that he had last year. Kjack 2.0. Exactly right. Mm. Yep. Um, for the West Coast, Jack Darling, Liam Ryan are going to miss. Yep. Um, but even without them, the Kennedy, Lacroix, Cripps, Rioli, Waterman combo 
Waterman's been great. Waterman's mm. an unreal kid. Um, that's one of the hardest to lock down in the comp as a forward six goes. And once again, our magnificent back six, they have to be at their absolute best. I'm sure they will be. But Yes. Yep. But uh, they, they must be because their forward six is very, very dangerous. Who takes Kennedy? I'll say Reg probably goes to him. If yep. he gets up the ground a little bit, maybe Ramps swings onto him. Yep. Well, they yeah, see, they can do it together, can't they? Yeah. I, I'd, I'd like to see Rampy taking the hole in front. Yep. Body on body. Take a few intercepts. Yeah, Reg. Yeah. Smooch goes yep. to Lacra or Rioli? De- uh, I would put him on Lacra. Lacra's been dangerous and Smooch can just shut. Shut, shut guys down like that. Yep. So probably Marsh goes to Cripps, I'm thinking. Yeah. Uh, and then maybe Lloyd and Rioli run together. Um, yeah, I, I'm not 100% confident going to this game. Of course, West Coast at first had two or three goals to suggest that we're ready for the big challenges. This is the yep. big challenge. We've got Richmond after the bye. It's another confident. one. No, it's cliche, but it can go one of two ways. Yeah. You can you can actually be really flat. Yes. After a bye, we've um, we've in history we've been very flat coming off a bye. I'm I'm concerned. Yeah. We've been very I'm concerned poor. that we're playing Richmond after that. But that's uh, that's in a couple of weeks' time. I think if we come out, it's all in the first quarter, as far as I'm concerned. Yep. If we set really set the tone and get on top of them, and then it can just be an absolute uh, brawl for the rest of the game, yeah. I'm I'm happy with that. Mm. But we really need to have a, a fast start. Yeah, can't get let him get away. Otherwise, we're in trouble. Margins, boys. Ten points. Yeah, I was going to say two goals. Yeah. You? Twenty. I reckon. I reckon. Twenty. We'll, yeah, we're oh. just going to run away <laughs> with it, are we, Tommy? I don't think run away, but I think we'll, we'll get a stranglehold on him in the second half and just get far enough. I, I reckon we will too. And again, I'm enjoying everybody else having the spotlight. And I was asked uh, on the weekend who I think is going to win the grand final, and I still think we are. Yep. I've, yeah, I've been asked it as well. People yeah. go, "Oh, come on, Flanners, you're biased. You're biased." I'm like, well. I mean, we're as good a chance to win on the G as anyone else. Yep. No, we are. And we are sitting pr- pretty well at yeah. the moment now, yeah, so well, why not? Well, Collingwood did us a big favour. They did. Oh, yes. They did. Yeah. Yep. But uh, the way Melbourne played, you feel like that would have happened to them at some point anyway. Yep. Well, it's, they did what Melbourne does. How good's a reality <laughs> check? <laughs> they do what Melbourne do. A, a little, little bit of pressure. Little, and they yeah. crack. So good. Uh, some good news with the injury list um, for Melican and Reed being cut down to two to three weeks. Uh, previously, Reed was listed as eight weeks and Melican was listed as four to five, but I heard they both come down back. two to three I after, heard the he's back after the bye. That's what I heard as well. So uh, fingers crossed because that adds another dynamic, especially Reed in that forward it, line. It would have to. You would have to immediately put him in against Richmond. Yeah, structurally, we need him there. Agreed. What if McCartan's in? Great touch and Reed's still if, not if 100%. If McCann's in great touch, sure. But yep. if if he's not, I just want Reed playing footy. Yep, agreed. Bit of a reserves update now. Love a bit of a reserves update. And make that five in a row for our Neafel side beating Redland on Saturday. Mm, That'd be the Neafel, Tommy. Oh, Neafel. Oh, yeah, yeah that's fine. Uh, but it was an inaccurate Swan scoring eight goals, nineteen sixty-seven to the Redland Bombers six nine forty-five. You don't often win a game with eight goals and nineteen. No, you don't. 
But uh, shows the strength of the Redland competition. Yes. <laughs> well, the game was effectively over at halftime. Swans led by 33 at the main break. The Bombers gave it a crack in the second half, but never really got close. Colin O'Reardon, named best on ground. Great to see. Yes, it is great to see. The Irishman coming through. Nothing on, uh, nothing on Blakey? No, Blakey didn't play. Blakey okay. uh, didn't Managed. play. Uh, yeah, managed, I'd imagine. Uh, Newman, Alia, Maybaum and Rose were all named in the best. Rose and Darcy Cameron and Academy youngster Josh Stern, who booted goals last week. They all booted two each. Um, and next week, the reserves head to Metricon to take on the Suns, and they're sitting eighth on the ladder, coming off a 52-point belting from the GWS Giants. So we'll go in favourites there again to make it six in a row. Yes, well, I mean... Gold Coast Suns. What do you say about that? The reserve side. Yeah, they, good Lord. And their first team side. Yeah. Good Lord. Yeah. In a world of hurt, the Gold Coast Suns. Yeah. But I actually reckon, as we get to our tips, that they might be a sneaky chance Oof. of pulling off the four Oof. points in the main game in the seniors. In Why the, don't we, uh, in the worst game of the round. <laughs> Why don't we punch through this, boys? Port and Footscray? Port. Oh. Port easy. Port. I eight goals. Port. I got Port as well. Pretty comfortably. Yeah, Western Bulldogs, no good. Carlton versus Fremantle. No Mickey Walters. I've, well, we all know Freo don't travel very well. They did have a very good win on the weekend. I did tip Adelaide. and they, oh, I hate Adelaide. They, um, they ruined me stuffed every me week. up real bad. I think the Blues might get up. I'm actually going to. Oh, do you know what? I was going to back in Freo because I watched that game. And oh, I thought they were great. I, well, that's the thing. I love Walters, but he's an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> I, was I was watching that just with the right He's hook. such an idiot. Oh. I'd love to hear what was said. He lost line would have gone. Well, I yeah, mean, that. he just pulled him straight yeah. off. Yeah, he dragged him. You'd never see people yeah, get dragged get anymore, do you? And he dragged him. And the game was still pretty much on the line. Yep. Then, and he dragged him and yep. got on him. Yeah. So probably Carlton now. Yeah. I'm going to... Oh, jeez, it's tough to... T- I'm just going to say Fife and Sanderlands get the job done. All right. Yep. I'm right. going to go Frio. Now, the worst game in the whole season. Yuck. Gold Coast versus St Kilda. At Metricon. Can't believe the Saints are favourites after <laughs> what they put up against us last I'll week. I'll back in Gold Coast all day for this. Yep, me too. Suns will win. I've got Tom Lynch and Stephen May. And I mean, you'd hope the Saints bounce back. Yeah. I don't really but... care who bounces back to the house <laughs> of this game. I no, think... no, but I'm saying for... For their sake. You know what? For Richo's sake. Yeah, for their sake. Because I don't like seeing people lose their job. And no. if if they get done here, if they get done against Gold Coast, I'm, I'm calling it. It's all over. That's it's all, all over, over Fallon Richardson. Yeah. Yep. I think... I'm agreeing with you, because I think Gold Coast might get the job done. Last yep. game for Richo all round. Yep. yep. Uh, Hawks taking on Adelaide MCG on Saturday night. It's going to be an absolute call for this one. Think, if Adelaide turn up. I think the Crows are cooked. Yes, agreed. I think they're not playing well enough, and they've got a lot of injuries, and I think they've almost been their worst enemy with those injuries. I think it's too... It's not coincidence that uh, half their team is out. I think Soft their tissue. Fitness resume <laughs> has led a lot to be desired. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. Yep. There, still there. no Brad Crouch, still no Sloan, still no Walker. Mm. Mate, Sloan has booked his tickets to Melbourne. Yeah. Or Victoria, somewhere in Victoria. 
maybe the side that they're playing on the weekend who aren't tracking as well as they were a month no, ago. We no. thought the Hawks were going to be real contenders this year, and they still could be. But they're sitting in 11th at the moment. They've only last week they won, but uh, the previous three games they weren't able to get up. I think so. they'll get up. I think they'll get up, Hawks. At yep. home? Yeah. I think that'll just be a bit too much for the depleted crows. Tommy Mitchell and Big Boy McAvoy and Isaac Smith, mm. Gunston and Roughhead. Yep. Sunday, Cats versus Tigers. Oh, big one. You're, no, I don't think so. I think you're going to see the Cats get absolutely exposed here. I agree. I think that they've been pretenders for a while, and I think it'll show this weekend yet again. I would lean that way, but the little genius is back. The little master. He's back. He's back and he's doing stuff in the middle. He's doing defensive stuff off the ball. He's laying tackles. He's running waves through. He kicked the sealer on the weekend, charging through the corridor. They're able to rest danger forward now that he's putting up big midfield minutes. That That's the main thing that makes Geelong dangerous when they've got Ablett working well in one third of the ground and they've got Dangerfield working well in the other third of the ground when both of them are playing well. They have to play well. I might they have even, to play well. I might even go to that one. Be a corker. It's a good match. Absolutely corker. I think Richmond will get up there. Ge- Geelong would prefer this one down at GMHBA, oh, I'm sure. Yes, they would. Yeah, MCG, Richmond just, just. I don't yeah. think it's going to be any nah. sort of margin. I reckon it'll be really close. Danger and um, uh, Selwood and Ablett will take it right to the Tigers, mm. but I think Richmond will be a little bit filthy. They went down last week and they won't let themselves lose two in a row. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, margins, margins for that one. I, I, yeah, a goal, a goal either way, really. But I, I think Richmond will, will, yep. will get it done. I've got the Tigers by maybe three or four goals. I reckon. I'll about do it. Tickies yeah. to get up. Well, that'll just about do us, boys. I think. No. Uh, episode of True so. Bloods done and dusted. This has been True Bloods, the number one Sydney Swans fan podcast, and that's it for another week. Can the Mighty Bloods for this Friday night, 7.50 at the SCG against the West Coast Eagles. Make sure you check us out on all the social channels, iTunes, Wooshka, Facebook, and Instagram. Make sure you vote on the greatest swan of the past 25 years competition on Facebook. Thanks to Madison Clark, as always. My absolute pleasure. Sorry I wasn't at my scintillating <laughs> best. But, no, you're uh, sounding great, mate. Always next week. And great to have Benny Fryzer on once again. Thanks, boys. Thanks for having me. Hey, it's he's been, pleasure. He's, he's just been a groundswell of support, Tommy. We just had to let him back yeah. on. That's what I do. Can't, can't argue with <laughs> that. Uh, thanks for being here, boys. My name's Tommy Flanagan. It's been a Thank pleasure. Thank you, Tommy. We'll, well see you next week, always. mate. Go Bloods. On True Bloods. Up the Swannies. Go the Bloods. This has been a Podular Media Production.